Hello, and welcome to Arcane of Obscura. I'm Nate. I'm Chris. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Um, I don't know. Tired? Sleepy? Yes. Terrible? Eh, not too tired. My back was fucking killing me all day today, though. Hey, you know what that means. You're not too tired right now, so by the, ooh, by the end of the podcast, you're going to be fucking exhausted. Yes. As soon as these three cups of coffee get into me, I'll be tired. Yep. You know... I kind of have to pee right now, which is a little bad timing, but that's okay. I, I can hold that until um, until you burst, until I burst, or until we go into a commercial break. Whichever one happens first. I'm hoping I die. Me too. So, how has your week been, Chris? Um, fine. I had stuff to tell you about from work today. I'd love to hear about things. So, you have there's from that work. guy that I pissed off last week. Yes. He didn't talk to me like last week after I pissed him off. And that then this must week, have been nice. It was. It was like an early Christmas present. <laughs> and uh, what was it? Tuesday? Mm-hmm. We all had to sit down for a special. And we had to be in early and sit down for a special meeting. And we had sheets of paper with every employee's name on it with questions above it. Like, what have you seen this person do to help you or others? And we had to write something and blah, blah, blah. What do you think this person... Are these the... Um, what do you appreciate about this person? What don't you like about this person? Are these the questionnaires that all the employees are supposed to be filling out? Because I got one. Um, I know a lot of my coworkers got these questionnaires. Well, it was a question and then every single employee at my place's name. So we had to write something about everybody. Oh, interesting. <clears throat> and I started having like a panic attack. You're like, oh, fuck, nothing. I don't give a fuck well, about any of these guys. Like when I left work, I actually had to pull over my car and wait till my meds kicked in. Oh, you actually had a panic attack. <laughs> not, a, not a full panic attack, but I felt the anxiety getting way too high. Mm-hmm. So during the meeting, I took my meds, and I had to sit in my car and wait until like it kicked in fully so I, was, like, I could focus and drive. Yep. And like a couple of people asked me how I was doing before they, as they drove by, and then like the boss drove by, and she rolls down a window, and I'm like, Figuring you're gonna get the same question. She holds up her phone and goes, My phone's not working. <laughs> and then she puts her window up and drives away. My phone's not working. That's fantastic. Have a great day, ma'am. And then the next day she asked me if I was all right. And I explained, no, my anxiety was going nuts. And well then you gotta tell me next time. You just told me your phone was dead and drove away. You gotta tell me next time. Why? But uh Well, she said like her and her boyfriend would like follow me home and all that stuff. No, I explained they, I'm like, you know. I highly doubt they would have followed you. My anxiety was going nuts, and she was like, well, you know, it wasn't about you, right? I'm like, no, I know exactly who it was about, but I was having, like, flashbacks from all the times I've been in the hospital and had to sit through classes exactly like that. Yikes. So it was, like, freaking me out because it was just like being in the hospital and sitting around having to talk about yourself and everybody else in the group and stuff <laughs> like that, and it was like. Tell, ah. tell the group two things about yourself that you would like to improve. Exactly. So anyway, that guy annoys the shit out of me. Today we were, he's talking to me again, which I'm is sorry, super great. But uh, he's an idiot. But um, he was talking. We somehow we got talking about like old TV shows we liked and cartoons. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, they don't make cartoons the same way anymore. Like the old Hanna Barbera, and like we were naming off all these cartoons we both watched growing up, like Smurfs and Yep, Yogi Bear, and we we're talking about shows and like. He mentioned Dukes of Hazard, and I'm like, oh, I love Dukes of Hazard growing up. And he's like, we can't have shows like that because of the way people are these days. Good family, 
wholesome shows. I'm like, the show is about two guys constantly breaking the law and running away from cops. I was about to say, isn't that about moonshining? And we still call little skimpy shorts Daisy Dukes because the girl in the show was Daisy Duke and she wore them. It's true. And I'm like, and I think he was trying to imply because suddenly his new word is woke. Mm-hmm. How much he hates the woke stuff. He doesn't even know what the fuck it means. But uh, I think he was trying to imply that. And I'm like, dude, have you ever watched like Family Guy or American Dad or South Park? Yeah. Like, that shit is way racier than we ever had growing up. South Park especially. So no, you're fucking wrong. And then he keeps telling people to watch that Sound of Freedom movie. I haven't watched it. I um, hear it's pretty good. So I haven't watched it yet. He doesn't understand that based on a true story doesn't mean true story. Yeah. Doesn't mean actually happened. So from what I understand is like the scene from the poster where he's holding the little kid he saved at the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that kid was saved, he was 20 miles away in like an office building. The main guy? Yeah. He's yeah. also been kicked out of that organization. So it's like ridiculous. Like, it's one of those things where, like, he makes himself look like a superhero throughout the whole movie. Now, I'm not shitting on the movie because, like, the idea behind it, because people do need to understand that that is a problem. No, it is, and I, I, I haven't watched it, like I said, but, but then, I have heard pretty good things about it. Yeah, but you just got to remember, it's based on true story, which doesn't mean everything in it is truth. True. Um... Now, if I said a true story... Mm-hmm. Although Texas Chainsaw Massacre said based on a true story, and everybody... that's true. That's but again, true. based on a true story doesn't mean it's a true story. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of the, like the people that were saved in the movie were saved, but I guess like half the time he wasn't even there. Yeah, but did they... but he put himself there in the movie? Uh, and was he the one who did the movie? Uh, I believe he was. He so he like horrified himself, and like he's been like what did you? Well, from what I understand, he's also been like completely kicked out of that organization because his like morals and stuff don't really line up with what they're trying to do anymore. I don't know what even organization it is, but I would I I will find out when and I. He's watch like the movie. super conspiracy theorist, and like is he's, he? in, he's in like some <laughs> church that like uh he's in some organization or church that's known to have like pedophilia problems, and it's like how can you be a part of something you're trying to stop? Just because he's a part of it doesn't necessarily mean he's a part of it. Well, no, but it does. That, that, that goes both ways. It is kind of ways. like irony. That does go both ways, I but, do uh, want to say. Um, just because you're a part of a good organization doesn't necessarily mean you're a good person. And the just other th- because you're a part of a bad organization doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad person. The other thing that annoys me about this, like like I said, that's not the movie that annoys me. I mean, people got to understand, though, that based on truth or based on a true story doesn't mean it's 100% true. Same as we talk about about documentaries. Yeah, but this isn't this isn't the first time this kind of stuff has happened. Oh no! When when people see the based on a true story thing, well, almost all movies that say that, oh, everyone's I'll, like, "Oh, it actually happened." I'm like, "That's not what that means." I'll tell you right now why he wanted to watch this movie. I would love for you to. It's tell me. not because of the story. No, because I've mentioned the whole sex trafficking and needs to be stopped. And it's stuff a big before, problem. Yeah, and he could care less. Ah. But the movie has freedom in the title. Ah, uh, yes, yes. He's, what do they call it? Cospatriots? Cospatriots? Yeah. That's a fucking great term. It is, and that's exactly what he that's is. That's 100% what it is. And that's like what he is, to, to a T. Like, I'm... Like what he was saying about how we can't have the type of stuff anymore and because of the way people are in America. It's like you realize the conservatives are trying to take over, and that's... 
We can argue about this one for all day, and we won't, but I just want to point out both of them are. Yeah, but look what's going on in Florida. It's a... You're just here in Florida, so it makes it more apparent. No, no, I'm, ta- would... I'm only talking about Florida. Okay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> then yes. I the mean, guy who's feeding their... our governor or senator, whatever DeSantis is, governor. who's feeding him laws is a super conservative Christian. Well, Governor DeSantis himself is a very conservative. Oh, I know, but this other guy is the one who's telling him all these laws to do. Who? I can't think of his name. I don't know who you're referring to. Uh, watch any video. You can see the guy right next to him. <laughs> well, who way, is he supposed to be? Like the his like secretary or something like that? I don't think he's even anybody in the fucking... Oh, interesting. Then I'll have to look into him. He's a fucking preacher for all I know. Could be. But yeah, I was only talking about specifically... Florida. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, like, gotcha. You know, we can't have drag shows. We got we to protect the children. Uh, well, it's a bar. The kid shouldn't be in there. I think you got a bigger problem if the kid's in there. <laughs> I don't want to get into it, but I will argue he isn't entirely wrong with that because there have been problems where they were doing shows for kids. They were doing book readings. The book readings I didn't have a problem for. No, they were doing legit, and I and it wasn't here in Florida, so I can't say He's completely justified. It's still ironic when a church, you know. Go ahead. The organization is known for pedophiles are like, we got to protect the children. No, I agree. Why? To keep them pure for you? I agree with that, yes. (laughs) It is, it's like, hmm. I'm not entirely sure you would be like, you're sitting here. Paragons of this one, buddy. It'd be like me sitting here smoking a rock telling you crack's bad. (laughs) Yeah. Don't do this. It's bad. Um. So yeah, that the reason he watched it is because of that. Because it had the word freedom yes. in it. Yeah, and he's all in on it now. And he's like, "Did you know there's like, this is, I know this guy so well that when he says there are over two hundred million people, you know, uh, sex slaves in the sex trafficking industry right now, he thinks they're off of America." He does, yes. Even though there's only, what, 350 million people in America? I don't know how many, but not... So two-thirds of Americans are slaves? Sex trafficked? Yeah. No. I will say that there it is a big problem, even in the United States, that we have a lot of sex trafficked people. Now, I know a while ago, um, my ex, her job had her going around looking for signs of that. Mm-hmm. And I know which, uh, what's the word? Which nationality predominantly got caught over and over and over with signs of it? I be in their buildings and in the back rooms would be mattresses all over the floor and like chains and stuff. I can give a guess, but I don't know specifically. Well, you know where most of the sex trafficking comes from in the world. Yes, I do. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit about that part of the world. But nope. then when this movie came out, suddenly, oh, this has the word freedom in it, and I'm a patriot, so I got to go watch this. You are fucking not a patriot, dude. See, I'm not a patriot. I'm a... What's the word I'm looking for? I'm not for the government. I'm for the country. I saw something on a bumper stick the other day that made me laugh, too. What's that? The thing you just said and all that we were talking about just reminded me of it. I had a picture of Washington. Mm-hmm. And it said, if I were alive today, I'd be stacking bodies. Like, yeah, yours. Okay. 
Hmm. We're talking about one of the founding fathers, and you're trying to tear the fucking Constitution up. So, uh, yeah, you'd be one of the bodies, buddy. I I saw an interview. This is slightly unrelated, but slightly related. Just so they had things. this cat in an interview. And... <laughs> no, 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 no. It was. I don't remember the interview. I'll find it and I'll show it to you later. But it was basically they're making the argument like people who are like against government and trying to fight the government and they're like uh our founding fathers never fought against the the, the government the founding fathers were never rebels against government they would um, be sickened and saddened today if they saw what these people were doing i'm like revolutionary war i'm like on one hand i don't agree with people going against the government in the way that they're doing it but on the other hand that's literally what the Founding Fathers did. Exactly. I was like, this is not a good uh, example because, A, the Founding Fathers aren't here. B, they literally went against the government to create the United States. Yes. That is that is the one thing that they did that they're known for. Here, here let me show you. If you weren't racist, I'd let you watch Hamilton. Dude, this is the thing, though. I, the guy was on the other side of the aisle. Which side? Left side. That's weird. Yeah, that's the thing. I was like, damn. Because usually you a, hear that from the other side. This is a bad take. Yeah. No, um, no, I, I, no, because the right always says that the founding fathers didn't, don't, would not like the government as it stands right now. One of the other things that drove me nuts was like, it was wild though, a wild statement that he said that. I'm like, ah, oh, that's literally what they did though. Like, <laughs> like I'm not gonna point fingers at either side right now. I'll point fingers at both, but. About 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more, mm-hmm. one side kept saying, we want smaller government. We want the government to stay out of the small businesses. Oh, there is. There and is. it was big business pushing that movement. Mm-hmm. And then right when all the government backed out of that stuff, the big business destroyed all the smaller businesses. And now the businesses run the country. Yeah. So when you bitch about gas prices, you made the bed. Yeah. Government can't step in anymore, and you don't like what's happening, so shut up because you caused it. <laughs> I'm so I'm a libertarian, more or less, at this point. So I don't want government, uh, big government. I want smaller government. Yeah, but like, but I do want government involvement with to have things. some control over it or absolutely some word. Because I remember growing up, and this is this shows both sides. Uh, uh, Bush Senior, mm-hmm. Clinton, Bush Junior, all of them. When gas prices got outrageous, they stepped down. They said, "Knock your shit off, put the gas prices back down." Yeah, and they did. But now they don't have the power to do that anymore. Yep, and that's showing both sides doing it. They were stepping in to help. Yep, and now they got to go up to the big oil company and be like, "Can you please lower your prices?" And like, "No, fuck off." <laughs> that's about us. Yeah, I. Again, I don't like large governments. I like smaller governments. I prefer our government system to be smaller, but I do think it's important to have a government that has more power than a company. Uh, it depends on what subject. Like, I don't want, you know, Amazon and Google running our fucking country. No, I don't either. Which is also more bullshit when you get into the Google stuff and people are like, We've got to get rid of TikTok. They're stealing all our data. What the fuck get... do you think Google does? What the fuck do you think Amazon does? Yeah. TikTok gets your trends you like for types of videos. Google gets every fucking thing. Mm-hmm. 
And you don't say a word because that's an American company. When we were doing the hearings for... How about Amazon that doesn't fucking pay taxes? Yeah. When we were doing the hearings for uh, TikTok, I thought it was a good idea to like actually do a dive into all of this. But I hated how focused they were on TikTok. Yeah. That was my problem with it. Should it. Be, they should be... But if they're going to be stopping companies from stealing your information, they should be fucking like setting out a net and catching all the companies doing it and looking at there's this in depth. There's Facebook, there's oh, Google, God. there's... Facebook got caught manipulating people's emotions. Facebook literally got caught manipulating uh, stuff during the primaries. Yeah. <laughs> which is fucking f- hilarious. They found the documentation where they would go on people's feeds and put negative stuff to see if the person would start posting negative stuff. And that just goes and to positive prove... stuff to start posting positive stuff, and it worked. And that right there just goes to prove... Social your th- media sucks. ...your theory about the serial killer. Project. I know! <laughs> Got we it. talked about that in the podcast like a while back. We've talked... We brought it up not too long ago as well. Did we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. I like how, by the way, we said we weren't going to do a very long... It's not that long. <laughs> long kind of fucking I did have thing. something else to mention though. Okay, go ahead. I told you this, but I didn't mention it last week and I intended to. Okay. So, we we've talked about the doppelgangers. We the four skin walkers around my house? Y- yes. Okay. Cuz I heard if you didn't hear that episode, I clearly heard my father whistling in my front yard and when I looked he was not there. And then you heard me do the bubble noise I make. Yes. And I heard you on the day you were coming for the podcast, do the noise. So I went to open the door, and you weren't fucking there. Well, not last weekend, but the weekend before, mm-hmm. I woke up one morning, and I heard the drawers in my bathroom opening and closing. That's strange. My bedroom door is locked when I go to bed. I was the only one fucking here. <laughs> I mean, my son might have been here, but my door was locked. Yep. And you can't get into my bathroom any other way. But I, I, I was awake too. I don't. I never had night terrors. I'm not like laying in bed and hearing shit. I was fucking awake and I heard the drawers opening and closing. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I think I need to do another sage cleansing of my house. Kind of, what is it called? Smudging. You're gonna smudge the whole entire building. Yeah. Again? When we first moved down here, I did that and myself. That's not a bad idea because I used to go hunting for that shit. And... It's so God. I'm so confused. By my parents, sometimes they're not very. By your sexuality? Uh, no, I'm very. Com- I'm confident in my sexuality. Thank you. Um... <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, my parents aren't really big into like any kind of belief system of any kind. Neither am I. But my dad, every time we moved to a new place, would smudge it. But that's then... more believing in. Afterlife and stuff. You don't need to have a religion or a faith to believe in. Yeah, you don't need to have a to religion. Understand but the you rules of how have, energy works. You have to have some belief in spirituality. Yeah, but I mean, it's also you can just look at it scientifically. The whole energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So where the fuck does our energy go? Uh, it could be turned into heat. It could be turned into yeah. multiple. And and I agree. I because that's one of my biggest things. And there was that guy that weighed the body when they died. And th- yes what was it 38 milligrams something like that yeah that's interesting no i agree and that's why i'm not uh I, against the idea of like sp- yeah because i'm not religious at all but i was always ghost hunting and i believe there's mm-hmm. i grew up in a fucking haunted house i saw a lot of crazy shit 
Yeah. I told you about the fucking claw marks in my bedroom. Yeah. It's crazy shit. I can't deny this shit there. So yeah, you're going to smudge the building and hopefully that stuff goes away? Yeah. I what did all it... the windows and the doors, the closet doors, and I did myself. What if it... Have you done it again? No, I only did it one time. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were... You said you are going to do it again, so... No, I still have my sage, so... Gotcha. Probably going to do it at some point. You let me know how that goes. Anything new happened since then? Any more noises? No. Hmm. The weirdest one was the drawers, though, because every, every other one was outside the house, and that was... Inside. Like, 15 feet from where I was sleeping. Yeah. It's strange. That's very strange. We'll see. Mm. You I wake up, like the Ghostbusters, and my zipper's going down. <laughs> I'll ride it out, then I'll let you know afterwards. You tell me how that goes. At least when this one goes to, it will be literal. Yes. So. <laughs> well, Chris, do you have your story? Would oh, you I was like to say it might be an incubus, though. But I can't remember which one was which. Incubus is the male. That's okay. I was right then. <laughs> yes. Sucking there, your zipper's going down. You're like, ah, oh, son of a bitch, stop, stop, stop. Nope, I could feel the maleness coming off of you. <laughs> I feel a spectral bulge on my leg. Get away. <laughs> you quit that shit. What if they're not a man? Like a succubus? What if they're like a succubus? Then I'll ride it out. With a bulge? No. Damn. Not my thing. That's fair. If it's your thing, no problem. No judgments. Not my thing, though. I'll judge you. It's fine. I judge everybody, though, so it's okay. Especially that fucking Chris dude. What yeah, an asshole. He's a fucking dick. Yeah. Fuck Somebody it. runs him over. God, one can only hope. He dragged for like 20 miles before he gives up. Gives up the ghost. Yep. Yeah. I Sheds hope Sheds so. his mortal coil. What's the other one? Shuffles off this mortal plane? Yeah. Or shuffles off this mortal coil. I've heard it both with that one. Yeah. Okay, so we were doing folklore from Punjab. <laughs> it's a place in India. I know. Is that where yours is specifically from? No. This this is a city specific folklore now. This is specific. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. Only in Punjab. Also, it's not a city. It's a state. So. Fucking idiot. This folklore is only from the western edge of Ocala. <laughs> Between the blocks of 43rd and 44th. So this folklore is only from Spar, specifically the tackle area in Spar. This folklore story straight comes from my grandmother's drunk dra- junk drawer. Mm. It's a horror story because I found things, there. I found things oh. in there that I should not mention ever. Speaking of... My grandparents had this junk drawer, and I freaking loved it. Now I have a junk drawer. Okay. There was nothing in it. It was just... Junk? Yeah. That's kind but of... When you're a kid, it's like treasure. No, that's fair. I, I, I've also, like, stumbled across a junk drawer. I'm like, oh, my God. This is random bullshit. Yeah, to that, that yeah. No and it's, like, such cool shit. I love it. Um, That's why I like thrifting. <laughs> it's the same thing with thrifting. You just find random junk, and you're like, this is nice. I like this. My favorite... I don't really... Thrift. I like to go through like, um, passed out crackheads' pockets. That's a good one too. You never know what you're gonna find or get pricked with. You're gonna find some weird coupon, and it's gonna be amazing. Yes. Oh shit! I was gonna say something. You just did. We completely went way off where I was. Oh, you said horror, and asking about a horror movie. Uh huh. So last weekend, my bipolar was like going ape shit, so I didn't do much. Mm -hmm. Just kind of chilled in bed. 
all weekend. I mean, I got the shit I had to get done done. You know, shopping and clothes washed and right, right, right. But other than that, it was in bed. I did a little art. Uh, but I binged watched all the Insidious movies, <laughs> and I highly fucking recommend them. Dude, Insidious isn't that the uh... that's not the Warrens one. It's not the Warrens no. one. That one's The Conjuring. Yes, I thought because I thought this was The Conjuring as well. I'm like, I didn't really like it when I watched it. So there's like five parts of this. I'm not gonna watch them all. Yeah, I, five or six movies now. I went through all of them, and it's, it's fucking amazing. Insidious is about fuck. I don't remember. I've never watched. It's it. just about like uh, the afterlife and hauntings and okay. But the cool thing is like you're watching part one, and what happens in part one, you find out was directly caused by something that happened in part four. Oh, so they do a lot of crazy cool tie-ins Neat. throughout the whole series. It's really cool. That is really cool. Okay, so we're doing folklore from India. And, like, this is going to suck. I was hoping that it wouldn't pick up on the mic. Go ahead. This is going to suck. What's going to suck? All the words you have to use? Because, like, with, like, Chinese, Japanese, I can kind of sound out the way they might sound. I cannot fucking do it with this. We got it. It's fine. You haven't known any, like, people uh, from India? Yeah, I actually... I used to talk to a girl from India. So you can, you know how they talk. pissed off at me because I said she had a high-pitched voice. <laughs> like, that wasn't meant as an insult. Fuck you, that's what. Well, um, just imitate them. I can't do that. I suck at doing stuff like that. So this story is Batal Pachisi. <laughs> Starting off real great. I'm just going to say, yeah. <laughs> See? I can try, but it's just going to sound racist. Batal? Batal. I would go with Batal. That's fine. But, but the other one, P-A-C-H-I-S-I. Pachisi. Pachisi? Pachisi. I don't know. Okay. Say it like an Italian. Pachisi. And it gets... The beginning of it's fucking confused me. Oh, confused the fucking hell out of me. <laughs> I so tell. I found the story. Uh... Of Batal Bachisi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it means the 25, 25 tales of Batal. Okay. And it's said to be a collection of tales. Okay. But there's also like, it's like a collection of stories that are one story as well. Mm-hmm. So, like the Iliad and like Odyssey? Uh, I never read any of them. I, it's technically like an epic poem, but there's like multiple kind of like stories in it. Yeah. I only read like one epic poem. Which one did you read? Dante's Inferno. That is an epic poem, yeah. I was going to do Paradise Lost at some point. I... Isn't that like the longest epic poem? I Is Paradise Lost the longest? I thought Odyssey was the longest. I don't know. Um, so I was confused. Like, If this is a collection of tales, does it all like combine to which one is it? I have no idea how to pronounce this. P A R A D I S E. Sound it out. No. What is it? Mahabharata. Ah. So it's not. Harata. So it's not an English thing. Uh, no. I would love to know what this is. How long is it? About 1.8 million words in total. How many words in Paradise Lost? 
Uh, let me look. So anyway, it's like, it made sense when I got farther into the story. Because I, I, like I said, I was confused because I had a collection of tales. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, holy shit. Um, it is 779,000 words in Paradise Lost. Okay. So. Well, yeah. A lot less. I think. <laughs> Maharata. No, it's Mahabharata. That one's the longest. Even the name is long. <laughs> okay, so the um, this what? Just reading the wiki about it. Oh. It's roughly ten times the size of Iliad and Odyssey combined. Roughly five times longer than Dante's Divine Comedy, and about four times the size of the. Uh, I don't know what these ones are. In English, Beowulf. You don't know Beowulf? Uh, no, I'm saying in English, Beowulf and Checkers, Troils, and Chrissy. I don't remember the Among Beowulf the story we said in Checkers. Longest poem, longest poem. In the... <laughs> what is this one then? What? I don't know. I don't see your screen. I, I know, Chris. I'm I'm thinking out loud while trying to read at the same time. The long poem often functions to tell a tale of the tribe. What does it mean though? What does the fucking name of this story mean? Oh. I'll find out and I'll get back to you. Okay. Go ahead with your thing. So uh this is apparently ancient text. It was written in Sanskrit. Interesting. Um so like I was thinking okay maybe it's a collection of short stories. Which I I mean I knew it was a collection of short stories, but a collection of short stories that Equaled one story. Yep. And it turns out that's basically what it is. Okay, so this is only one part of it. I'm listening, but I think I found... <laughs> an, I'm pretty sure the name means long poem. That. Come on, I'm going to top it now. I'm just going to fucking AI you, a poem out. Do you want to guess how, how applicable this poem is, by the way? How applicable to what? To uh to us talking, wow. Um, it is one of the two major Sanskrit epics of the ancient India. <laughs> That's pretty clever. Look at that. Okay, so it's all full. Circle. Here's this story. You ready? Yes. Okay, actually, this is why it's confusing too. So there's this legendary king named Vikramaditya. That sounded Russian. <laughs> Almost did, yeah. Or just a Vikram. And he and he also called Vikra. And he makes a promise to a tantric sorcerer that he will capture a batal, which is a spirit that's somewhat like a vampire. The description from the wiki is that a batal is a class of beings in Hindu mythology. They are usually defined as a knowledgeable or fortune-telling paranormal entity said to be dwelling at carnal grounds. I'm mm-hmm. going to try something for one second. Oh, my God. He's going to do something weird over there. I'm just looking more into this book, into this epic poem. It's very okay, interesting. Okay, let's see how that works. Well, I notice I keep, like, lowering my mic and aiming it up towards my mouth. And then I can't see, like, the recording device and my paper. Yes. But if I lift it up higher and aim it down towards my mouth, 
it's not in the fucking way. Hmm. Smart. Okay, so uh, they are comparable to Western vampires, which is what it said, but I don't see it. You know, I will. I'll, yeah, I said no, as in like no, oh, you I don't you said see you it. know. No, I said you're going to say something. Okay, so uh, nope. yeah, I don't see it because it, here's the description: they reanimate corpses to use as vehicles. Um, they can also possess and leave a dead body at well. At well, will. God damn it. At well, at well, at well. <laughs> I got oh, it no, the third stuck. time. He's in a loop. <laughs> so quick, somebody reset him. They're also known to hang upside down in trees. That's very... Uh, so only the third part I've seen in vampire movies. The rest, no, they don't jump in and out of bodies. They have a body. They do. Western vampires. They... Okay, so this is where it gets kind of nonsensical. Ready? Oh, this is when it gets nonsensical. So first I'm going to reference a very obscure... And like lesser known book. Okay. The Hobbit. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. So in The Hobbit, Bilbo no, has no, to have a riddle contest with Smeagol. Yes. And the way the riddle game works is the first, um, they first decide what the winner gets. You know, you give up an ante. Mm-hmm. And then they proceed to tell each other riddles. Yep. And. You know, say Bilbo tells his riddle, and if Smeagol guesses it, then Smeagol tells a riddle, and if Bilbo guesses it, it goes back and forth. Yeah, Bilbo cheated, by the way. But we'll keep going. It, it, yeah, he kind of did. Yeah, he did. I mean, it was technically a riddle, but... Mm, it's, 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 it's What's in my pocket isn't a very good riddle. It's not a good riddle. It's just kind of tricking someone. It's not a riddle. It is a, it is a guessing game at that point. Yeah. So... You lose if you can't answer the riddle. What's in my pocket? Right? Yes. Then that's when it turned into... That's when they just just started making out. little smeagles. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I, just, I just hate that already. So now you understand the premise of the riddle game. I know how riddles work, yes. I'm talking to the listeners. That's fantastic. So shut your whore mouth. I'm answering for you. Well, you answer whatever you say. Shut up and keep reading, fucking nerd. Ready? Yep. King Vikrama sets out to capture the Batal. But it isn't as easy as he had initially thought. Mm -hmm. But he did tell the Tantric Sorcerer he would catch one, so he doesn't give up. And uh, the king captures the Batal, and when he does, the Batal presents him with a riddle. Mm-hmm. So he does capture him. Yes. And he gets presented with a riddle. And this is where it got confusing. Okay. So here's the rules they go by. If the king answers the riddle correctly, the batal leaves and goes back to his tree. Okay. If the king knows the answer but remains quiet, his head will explode into a thousand pieces. Okay. If the king can't answer the riddle, the Batal will consent to remain the king's captive. So in... So he has to... So the riddle... So it's more like the Batal wants to outsmart him. Yeah. And then if he outsmarts him, he's like, okay, I'll go with you. So if the king can't answer the riddle, he wins. Which is fucking backwards. It is, but I think that's in of itself the beginning of the riddle. So... You basically have to lose to win. And like I mentioned earlier, it's described as a book of 25 tales encompassing one main tale. And 
this is when it started to make sense to me. He captured the Patel 24 times. The 25th time, oh my God. he couldn't answer the riddle. So now it made sense. It's 24 story, 25 stories. It's that's, all of the riddles. That's really funny. That's really cool. I might have to read this now. So on his 25th attempt, he got the Batal tells him a story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here is the story, and the stories end with riddles. So there was 24 stories before this that ended with riddles that the king could answer. Mm-hmm. This one he couldn't answer. There is a father and a son in the aftermath of a devastating war. They find the queen and princess alive. Now, I should mention, when you find the story online, uh, it doesn't always say there's a father and a son. Sometimes it says there's a king and a prince. Okay. But this variation said there's a father and a son in the aftermath of a devastating war. Yep. They find the queen and the princess alive in the chaos and ruins and decide to take them home. In time, the son marries the queen and the father marries the princess. The son and the queen have a son. The father and the princess have a daughter. Then he asks what the relation between the two newborn children is. And the question stumps the king. <laughs> he, so he therefore wins the game. Yeah. And he captures the batal. So I'm going to leave the riddle now. I'll give you the answer at the end. Okay. So after capturing the batal, they head back to the tantric. On the way back, uh, Batal tells Vikram, Vikrama his story. He tells him that his parents couldn't produce a son, so they went to a tantric sorcerer who blessed them with twin sons, but under the condition that he got to educate the children because the tantrics are supposed to be all super knowledgeable and shit. Yep. So, you know, they agreed. Um, Batal, being one of the sons, he was taught everything in the world and given all knowledge, but he was treated like shit. His brother got the bare minimum of an education, but he was praised and treated well. That's a funny experiment. I would love to see. So as, yeah, this is like one of those uh, experiments we talked about where like it's inhumane. Yes. Yes. The monster study. Um, so as this goes on, Batal learns of the sorcerer's true plans. He is going to return the brother to the parents and sacrifice Batal since he is now all an all-knowing Kumara. And through the sacrifice, the Tantric will gain immortality and rule the world with his powers. Oh, that's neat. So basically, Tantric Jafar needs to chill the fuck out. <laughs> he also tells the king that the Tantric's plan now is to kill the king. Vikram. Mm-hmm. While he is in prayer, bowing to the... Uh, sorry, let me... I fucked up my commas. <laughs> I put a pause, but it shouldn't have been a pause. <laughs> so he also tells the king that the Tantric's plan now is to kill the uh, kill King Vikram while, uh, while he is praying and bowing to the goddess. By killing Vikram, he will gain control of Batal and then sacrifice Batal to still achieve his goal. Okay. Since the king now, he won, he is in possession of Batal. Mm-hmm. So he wants Vikrama to kneel and pray, and then he'll kill him. Mm-hmm. And he gains control of Batal, who he will then kill to succeed what he wanted to do in the very beginning. Got it? Yep, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm keeping along. So 
Vital proposes a solution to the king. Um, he says, when he is going to bow to the goddess, to ask the tantric to show him how to properly perform this obeisance. obeisance which it's obeisance. Obeisance? I'm pretty sure I it's fucking looked it up <laughs> Which is a respectful bow. God yes. And then, uh, so he's asked the tantric to show him how to do it. And when a tantric shows him how to do it, take that opportunity to to cut his head off instead. <laughs> Which he does. He took the advice and he asked the tantric to show him how to do the bow and he lopped his head off. Um, Sorry, I was I was Googling it to see if I was correct. I think it is obey sense. It's obey sense. That's what I said the first time, isn't it? Or I said obeisance. I don't know. Did I correct? One of us said it right. Let's go with that. Now, there's another side story to this book. There's like a part two. We call the Twenty Five Swings because it took him twenty five swings of the sword to. You said it in a weird way. <laughs> I don't think it was obey or obey obeisance. I did a thing that was like how to pronounce this, and then it speaks it for you. And I just don't remember how it sounded anymore. I should have fucking after I did it. I should have put it in phonetics, like I tend to do. I've always heard it as obeisance with. I don't, like you know the word obey, yeah, yeah, like obey sense. That's well, how I've always heard it pronounced. To be bowing, so it would be more like the obedient thing. Yeah. So I don't know. We can look it up after when we take a little break, and then we'll and come back and. And uh, I guarantee you, I almost guarantee you, we're all wrong. It's going to be both. <laughs> it's going to be like, well, in certain parts of the world, they say obey sense, and in certain parts they say obeisance. Uh, we'll see. Bay and B. Okay, so after beheading the Tantric, he is blessed by Indra and Kali. Indra is the king of godlike deities and heaven. Kali is the goddess of time, doomsday, and death. Kalima! Kalima! <laughs> I'm glad you could hear it. <laughs> That's it popped in my head when I first saw the word when I was writing this too. <laughs> okay, so once the deed is done, Vikram not only saved himself, but he also saved Batal, and Batal offers the king a boon. The king makes two requests, and he's like, "Fuck you! I said one boon, you son of a bitch." <laughs> I offer you, you greedy a bastard. Boon. Well, I have two things. I like before I fuck. give you your boon, pray to that statue over there. <laughs> Paul, why do you have a sword? And just, just pray. Why do you have a sword? Why are you up behind me, buddy? Then he goes, "Kalima!" and rips his heart out. I'm gonna I'm gonna detour us for a hot second because you were reminding me of something. Indiana you, Jones. You watched no, you watched uh, Game Grumps, right? Yes. Did you ever watch the? Um, they do a little bit for I don't remember what what game they were playing at the time. They did a bit where it's like um, the old, uh, the young Victorian boy where his father's trying to kill him, but he never believes his father's trying to kill him. No. And he's like, Father, are we going up in the air balloon today? <laughs> Father, why do you have a hammer? Are we going to build a fence, Father? I'll have to find that one. Now. I'll find it and I'll show it to you because it's just—it's really funny. I was actually going to tell you something about them, and I completely forgot now. They're great. They are. Did you see the new one, the Ten Minute Power Hour? I—I I do this thing with uh, Game Grumps where I won't watch them for several months, and then I'll just spend like a whole month catching up on well, like, like all the backlogs. The week I don't have my son, the new Ten Minute Power Hour comes out, mm-hmm. and the week when he's here, he with withholds he doesn't watch it 
Yeah. Until I, he's here. And then on Monday, it's kind of like our ritual now. We sit down and watch when I get home from work. I will tell you this. I don't really watch their 10-minute power hours. Well, I always forget their fucking names. Uh, Aaron and... Uh, Dan. Yeah. Well, they're doing something. I forget what. Aaron Hanson and Don Avedon. But they get glitter all over the table. And Aaron slams his face into it. And the guy behind the camera is like, um, you might want to go wash your eyes out now. Yes. He's like, someone went blind because of that. And he's like, really? We're like, yeah. So 15 minutes later, he comes back. His eyes all red. They rinse his eye out for 15 minutes to make sure there was no glitter in it. What a goofball. Yeah, he didn't think about it. He just slammed his face down in glitter. And then you looked at them all like, are you guys serious? They're like, yeah. Go wash your eye now. <laughs> so, um, the Batal offers him a boon. He makes two requests. First one, since he isn't a dick, he asks that the tantric be brought back to life, but that his heart and mind be cleansed of all sins and he is restored to a good person. Okay. As a good person. Okay. His okay. second request is that. Batal comes to his aid when he's in need. And that's the story. Oh. And that is why we have an Aladdin too, because he brought Jafar back to life. Oh, okay. Fucker. Batal was unable to cleanse him. I'm pretty sure Aladdin 3 was still about Jafar as well. Yeah. Well, he had to catch another Batal, cut his head off again, and brought him back to life. And... Doesn't he turn himself into a genie? Uh, that's how he gets tricked. The, the first one. one. Yes, that's You're how genie right. tricks him. He's like, you're still not all powerful. I have more power. And you're like, make me a genie. And he puts him in a lamp and throws him away. And the second one was about Jafar's return. The third one was about just Aladdin's go away, Jafar. Father. Aladdin three, just fucking go away, Jafar. I don't think Jafar is in the third one. I don't know. Okay, so the riddle. Sorry, go ahead. Yes. So just like how reading the story was confusing when I first came across it. Um, the riddle's answer is also confusing. Yes, it is. Uh, if the father marries the princess and the son marries the queen and they both have kids, what are the relationship between the two Incest. Kids? That's not incest. No, no, no. Because if, if you read it the other way, where it's the king and the prince go and save the queen and the princess, I think, and then the king marries the princess I, and the son marries his mom? Yeah, I think the implication that it's not the king or queen of the same That's why kingdom. I think this story said the father and son. Yes, I think the implication safer. is it's not the actual, they're not related. So, it, the answer was confusing. So, and this is actually why he couldn't answer it. So I went to a site that I usually fucking hate. <laughs> had a really good answer. Yahoo Answers. Uh, Cora. I know what you're talking about. Yes. I fucking hate that site. It's that funny. Stupid shit. But they had the best answer for this. Yep. Because like somebody else had the same answer on the same page, and it, it was the same answer, but it wasn't worded out easy to read. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, person A and person B with something C, and then person A and person B, and it's like, you're just making it even more confusing. <laughs> I suck at math, and you're making a fucking algebra equation. Get your letters out of my math. <laughs> so, uh, I got the user's name who gave the best answer. Yes. It was uh, Ujjal Gosh, mm-hmm. which sounds Indian. It does. So, the answer, he, this is what he said. The answer to this puzzle is not immediately obvious. And it is said that Vikramaditya, I said it fucking like Russian again. Mm-hmm. Vikramaditya. 
was unable to answer it without risking his life. The answer depends on specific circumstances of the king's marriage and the prince's marriage. If the king's wife was born into the same gatra as the prince's wife, then the king's son and the prince's daughter would be cousins. However, if the king's wife was not born into the same gatra as the or gotra, I don't know, as the prince's wife, then the king's son and prince's daughter would be uncle and niece. The reason why Vikramaditya was unable to answer the puzzle without risking his life is because the answer depends on the gotra of the king's wife. If the king's wife was born into the same gotra as the prince's wife, then the then Vikra would have been able to answer the puzzle without any danger. However, if the king's wife was not born into the same gotra as the prince's wife, I'm saying it back and forth both ways, gotra and gotra, then mm-hmm. Vikra would have been killed by the Batal if he had answered the puzzle incorrectly. But it doesn't say he gets killed in the story. Right, 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 right. He just doesn't. No. Actually, no, he would have won if he got incorrect. If he knew it and didn't answer, then his head blows up. Yeah. So the 25th puzzle is a test of Vikra's wisdom and knowledge. It is a reminder that even the wisest of men can be stumped by a difficult puzzle. So the reason he couldn't answer is because he didn't know which gotcha. He didn't know. He needed more information exactly. to answer He it. didn't have enough information. That's funny. And um, I looked up what uh, gotras were. Gotcha it's uh, the Hindu equivalent of a clan. That makes sense. So if he had known... If they were in the same clan or different clans, he would have been able to answer it. But since he didn't know that one key piece of information, he couldn't answer the riddle. Hmm. Which let him win. Yes. So it worked out, being dumb. So good thing it's a lesson on knowledge when he had to win by being dumb. Yes, that's how that works. (laughs) Even the smartest people are dumb. That's the story of... And you uh, can take that to the bank. Batal. Bachese. Cash that in. What, 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 Stop it, please. It's 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 getting worse. Don't get don't do it again. <laughs> I saw you in the corner of my eyes starting to do it again. I don't know what the fuck the, the whole name of that thing was. And do you want to do the you want to say the epic poem? Name? Do you want to say the epic poem name? Sure. Mahabahamarata. That's it. Yep. You heard me all say it, right? Bah. I just said it quieter than you. Yeah. That's how it works. Faster than me. Faster than the flash. Faster than the flash. I'm all like, that is a great story. And I I want to point out for those of you who lost their way along the way, because it's just a long story and very confusing. That was about vampires. Yes. That was a vampire. Not sparkly ones, though. Hangy upside down vampires that like to give you riddles. Yes, and take over bodies. Mm-hmm. And in order, remember, if you want to beat them, you got to answer wrong. So if the vampire says, "No, you don't have to answer wrong. You just have to say, I do not know,' and be correct, or answer wrong." Didn't say you have to answer wrong. No, he just got to not know the answer. Mm. But I assume answering wrong means you don't know the answer. I love the idea of him not knowing the answer and then not saying anything. Man, and you know how much that would suck? Blew up. <sighs> if you come up like a vampire and he's like, do you want to be immortal? And you're like, I don't know. And he's like, okay. <laughs> 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 oh, 
I wasn't ready. <laughs> do they eat? Do they take people's blood like our vampires? Man. Or just their bodies? I need to be a Batal. So, so you're going to answer my question? Do they take people's blood like our vampires? No, it just says they possess dead bodies. So they're kind of more akin to zombies, someone said. Or spirits. they're reanimated corpses. They're spirits that go in the corpses and reanimate yeah. them. Um, Neat. I just determined I want to be a Batal. Okay. Because then I can make my dream happen. Of stupid people head blowing up. <laughs> or liars. This would kill all the liars. I was about to say, you could just kill all the liars. Yeah. That'd be neat. I had a new rule I came up with when I'm king of America, and I forget what it was. <laughs> it's going to happen. I believe it. I had a new rule, too, damn it. I forgot what it was. Uh, the king's folly already. I don't know. Okay. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back. Bye-bye. No bye. We'll be no, back in a second. Goodbye. Shut your whore mouth. See. Ha-ha. <laughs> We're back. Hello. So I was telling you on break, there was that story. Oh, well, we also, we both got that word right. Yes, we did look up. And I got the name right, but it does have, you know, I don't have the Indian accent. Mm-hmm. But I did say it right. Um. So yeah, it worked today. Apparently there's a pigeon walking around our yard. Okay. Which sure. I've never really seen them down here. Pigeons? Yeah. That's, I mean, not... I see them everywhere in New York. When I live there. But, uh. Our boss comes in. She's like, "Yes, he's laughing to himself a lot right now." There's a homing pigeon pigeon in the driveway. What? Yeah, a homing pigeon. So after we left work, I messaged a kid who got into a car accident. (laughs) I'm like, "Hey, our boss said it's a homing pigeon. They've been extinct for a while now. So if you go and catch that, you can get yourself a new truck out of it. That'd be pretty neat." And he's like, "Huh." He's like, I think I'll leave it be. I'm like, you know, if I fucking if it was a real homing pigeon, I'd get it. And I'd have a different Lamborghini for every day of the week. I think they the last captive one died in the 50s, and they're called passenger pigeons, not homing pigeons. Yeah, it's because we rode them too much. They started getting that curve in their back like horses, <laughs> and they just couldn't fly anymore. Broke a leg. Now they can't fly yeah. anymore. It's really unfortunate. They determined the glue. Okay. You have a story. <laughs> yeah, so we have a homing pigeon at work. Apparently. apparently. It does have two little... Uh, Ginger Bear said it has two little metal rings, one on each leg. I'm like, that's usually somebody owns it. Uh, either or somebody owns it or they're tagging it just well, to check on why it. Why would you tag a fucking pigeon? It could be a rarer pigeon. Yeah, a homing pigeon. Or they could just be doing studies around here. Of how many, how limited our pigeon population is? Or just the migration of the pigeons around here. I did see a weird bird at work the other day, though. Maybe you know what it is? Mm, what is it? I don't, that's well, why I'm asking. A, how am I supposed to know if you okay, don't Okay, so I was mowing with the tractor. Yes. And I was mowing along normally what we call a tree line, but it was just high weeds here. Is it a white bird? No. Okay. I've been seeing a lot of those weird birds though with the long beaks. Yeah, they're they're eating but, the bugs after you mow. Yeah, but these are ones we haven't seen before. 
They normally hang out in soccer fields. They were like a different color. Oh, weird. They were like brown, but they looked like the white ones with the long curved beak. I think it's the same. They just have different colors. It's so different. normally they move when you get close birds. Yeah. So I was mowing right past this one, and right on the side of these high weeds was this little brown bird about half a foot tall. Right. And he had like dark brown, brown body, and like white on the sides of his eyes. And he was just standing on the edge of the bushes watching me. So I think he might have had a nest in the weeds. Hmm. I don't know what type of bird it was. Um, I know we've had spots where they went to build a house and they had to stop because it was ground owls and they're like endangered. Yeah. But this wasn't, it didn't look like an owl. There's a few birds that put nests on ground. So. Yeah. And it didn't move. It just stood at the edge of the weeds. Could have been it didn't a statue. Even fucking look at me. No, I saw its head move a few times. Gotcha. But it could care less that I was mowing right past it. I was like a couple of feet from it. No, I don't know it. Not off the top of my head, at least. Birds aren't the... I know a little bit about birds, but not, not enough to like I'll identify them. Birds of Florida. Florida native birds. Mmm, yes. The waterfowl. The water duck. We got tons of ducks at where I work. Well, it wasn't a rosette spoonbill. Are you sure? It wasn't a Florida scrub jay. Positive. It wasn't a Anhinga. Anhunga. Maybe that. What is it? No. Snail kite. Okay. Well, while you find that, I'm going to talk to you. So this is going to be a bit of a tangent, I will I will admit, because it's, um. well, I'll just tell you. So I found one thing that was very interesting called a Bahoot, B H O O T, Bahoot or Bihut, with B H U T. Bahut? Bahut. Bahut. Um, they're kind of like spirits. And when I, when I was looking them up, I was trying to find like some stories about them, and I'm pretty sure Bahut just means spirit in Hindi. So when I looked up Bahut stories, it was like ghost stories, and it was all in Sanskrit. I'm like, I can't read this. This is not <laughs> helpful at all. And so I just looked up. Ah, it's in a dead language. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to find um, ghost stories from India. And at that point, it wouldn't give me any good ghost. Like, it would give me, like, weird stories from India. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I just want to have a story where there's a bahut involved and I couldn't find any. So I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent. But I'm first going to give you the characteristic of the bahut. Um, Bahuts are able to alter their forms from various animals and humans. Uh, Wait, alter its forms and what? To animals and humanoid shapes. It often, though, is a humanoid shape. However... Their feet is what you have to look out for. What with their feet? Because they got an athlete's foot. It's contagious. Their feet are always backwards facing. <laughs> okay. So even if it changes shape? Even if it changes shape. Do they have to walk backwards? Nope. Huh. Also, as the earth is regarded as sacred in many traditions in Indian uh, subcontinents, Bahuts go to lengths to avoid contact with it 
often floating above it. Sometimes it's like just barely above it where you can't tell. Other times it's like very, they're like a foot off the ground. I found the bird, by the way. What bird was it? A killdeer. Is it really? Okay. That's not a name, though. I can't see the name. K-I-L-L-D-E-E-R. Is it killdeer? Yeah. Wow. I wonder how they got that name. They do acrobatic tricks. They really do. <laughs> That's a bird on top of another bird. It's a bird on a bird. That's birdception. That's that's what it looked like. There's an angry killdeer bird as well. <laughs> There's the normal killdeer, but then they can get really. This is upset. what they look like when they're angry. <laughs> I thought it was a different type of bird. It's literally that bird pissed off. It's pissed off and splayed out and laying on the ground. It has like its wings and all its feathers <laughs> facing like just out, and it's just laying at the ground yeah, looking pissed check, off. But yeah, that's all the ground birds of Florida look just like that. Uh, it could be this one too. No, this might be it here. Oh, so not a kill deer? No, I don't know. They're very similar looking. Mm. What's that one? That is a um a kill deer. Northern bobwhite. Oh, okay. Do you think the person who found it was named Bob White? No, that's what it was. It was definitely that one. That the way the beak is. The Bob White? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just chilling watching everything going on and didn't fucking move. That's fucking interesting. Feet are backward. Hmm. Is it feet backward? Ah, no. <laughs> uh, huh. It doesn't uh, have feet. That's a bahut. Chris, you dummy. It doesn't have feet. You tried to fool me, bahut. It has talons. No, this one had feet. Oh, shit. Humanoid <laughs> feet? Yes. Oh, my God. He bears the foreskin of a kid. Stop saying that. <laughs> Bahuts also cast no shadows and speak with a nasally twang. So they're southern. <laughs> they're southern Hindi people who are dead. They often lurk on... Uh, on. That pretty much sums up Florida. <laughs> hey, this one's similar to yours in this one aspect. They often lurk on specific trees and prefer to appear in white clothing. I said they did not know how to play their riddle game. <laughs> Sometimes Bahut haunt specific houses. Uh, which sometimes are called Bahut Bungalows. Bahut Harem. Bahut Harem, which are typically places where they were killed or to have significant, um, that have significance to the Bahut. That time I was reincarnated as a Bahut Harem owner. <laughs> That's going to be the next anime. Yep. They're getting ridiculous. Many ghost stories in the region combine these elements. For instance, uh, they might involve a protagonist who fails to flee or take countermeasures when they run across a behoot. What it's are the countermeasures? You'll, Mothballs. I'll, I'll get to it. I'll and get a to slingshot. it. Slingshot. I'll get to it. Instead, they are unwittingly accepted the behoot's companionship, uh, making the ghost companions as he or she walks through the forest, picks up a ghost in the car because it looks like an attractive woman waiting by the roadside at night. Uh, they become progressively aware that their companion is dressed entirely in white, and Chris is writing something, so I'm scared. I'm writing something because I want to mention it to you after. Okay. Uh, and has a funny, nasally voice. Before the horrifying realization dawns on them that their companion's feet turn backwards, and I love the idea of them picking somebody up or, like, walking through a forest with somebody, and, like, let's say hours go by before you realize, oh, shit, 
this person's feet on backwards. <laughs> you don't notice until you look back, and it's like that Jesus walks with me picture, but the feet are backwards in the sand. Yeah, except for it wouldn't be because oh, the hoots don't touch the ground. Ah. I said that at the beginning if you were listening to me. Well, I was looking shit. at a bird. Fucking shithead. Um, or he is not. He or she is not casting a shadow in the moonlight, or is walking without actually no shadow touching the only ground. in the moonlight. No, just no shadow ever. But specifically, it's a late at night. It's giving examples for ghost stories related to the Bahut. If it doesn't cast a shadow in the middle of the night when there's no moon, run. <laughs> That's also, everything. Also, kill yourself. Kill yourself. Do it. You have no shadow. Kill yourself. That's everything. I heard your stomach from over here. You okay, yeah, buddy? I'm good. I'm hungry. Okay. Bahuts are said to seek out milk. And immerse themselves in it. <laughs> yep. Consuming Bahut contaminated milk is considered a typical route. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Hold up for We're a second. We're moving past it. No, you no, can't address no, the no. contamination. Hold up for a second. <laughs> First of all. Yes. They're the size of a person. Yes. So I would say. Generally, they're the size of a person. If you see a bathtub full of milk, don't ever fucking drink it. Now, if it was small and could fit in a milk bottle, then but, I'd be like, you know, you could be fooled by this. But if there's a bathtub full of fucking milk, just stay the fuck away. What if it's an attractive woman? It's like a hepatitis bathtub. What if it's an attractive woman? Like, what if it's Belle Delphine's bath milk? I'd, no. What if it's... She's, I can't stand her. Belle Delphine? Yes. Really? Yes. I know you bought her water. I didn't buy her but... water. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Belle Delphine myself. Now she does, like, straight up porn, doesn't she? I believe so. Good career choice, lady. She, uh, you say that as a joke, but she's literally made fucking. Oh, I know. Millions. But she could have done it without going that far. She was already making tons of money. I think. See, this is we're not going to get into the dichotomy of e girls, but I just want to say, it had to have happened eventually because the whole point of like e girls is like it's progressively like. You yeah, get yeah, more and more and more. So one way or the other, she would either have to quit. I thought she started out as like a or, gamer type person. She doesn't play video games. Not okay, I don't know. I don't know much about she it. She doesn't stream or anything like that. Her whole, all of her content has been her. And wasn't she like a minor when she started doing this? I don't believe so. No, I think she was. I don't think so. She wasn't doing any kind of like nudity or anything in the beginning. No, you're she right. Lived with like her parents. I don't know if she lived with her parents. I know a little bit about her, but I can't stand her. I don't. She was popping up everywhere for a while. She was. I don't know when she was making actual fit, actual content, and I don't mean like nudity. I think like just like normal Instagram content. Uh, I don't think she was a child. I think she. She's twenty three now. I mean, when I was interested in her, when I first found her, I was eighteen. So, she was 16. There you go. No, I'm sorry. Sorry. She was born in 99, so she's only a year younger than me. So, she was 17. There you go. But she's in a different she country. Didn't, when right? I found her, she wasn't doing content. Wasn't she in a different country? She's from London, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so, England. Apparently, she started her OnlyFans in 2020. She's a South African-born British internet celebrity. So, how old is she now? 23. And she started in 2015. So she was 16. 
But did she start making content? I uh, said it was somewhere in 2015 that she made her Instagram account and started posting makeup videos and cosplays. Yeah. So I, she started making content. She didn't make like lewd content though. No, no. It, but it so, got worse and worse and worse. Like as you said, it progressed. Yes. Because when I found her, it was just like some posts about like her cosplay <laughs> and like her makeup. And then later on, it got way this out is of bullshit, hand. bullshit though. What's up? The accessories that she used were unique, such as bright pink wigs and cat ears. That's not very unique. She started it. Everybody was doing that. No, no, no. But she's the one who actually like kind of started that. I'm not saying she's the she's like the first anime started that. But it, mm, <laughs> but I mean for Western society, oh. she was like yes, we've never had access to anime, Chris. <laughs> Just because it existed doesn't mean it was a thing that people did. I'm going to jam this pen up your nose. She's the one who kind of started B-Girls <laughs> within Western society. You can jam whatever you want on my Oh, nose. no. I remember the story. What's... My friends were in uh, BOCES. You guys have that down here? BOCES? Yeah. I don't think it ex- exists anymore. Well, did was it down here? I, I don't know. You would go to school normally, and then you would go to BOCES after and learn, like, a skill. No. My friends were doing carpentry. You're also asking the person who didn't go to school. Well, my friends were doing carpentry. And they were sitting there once in, like, a computer-type class, and my friend would always fuck with one of my other friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just use the initials L and R for now. Okay. L would always mess with R. Well, they'd fuck with each other. But at one point, L always had gum. And he rolled up the foil from the gumball or the gum stick. Yeah. And he put it on the end of a paper clip. And when R wasn't paying attention, he reached over and jammed it right up his fucking nose. Jesus. And the gum wrapper was in his sinus cavity. Oh. <laughs> that would suck. Ah, man. We did stupid shit growing up. I'll say. I remember I stabbed my friend with a pencil. I've been stabbed before with a an pen. exam. I have a mark under my arm from getting stabbed. That was a kid who got pissed at me. Nice. I just did this for no reason. We were playing blackjack on a table waiting for an exam to start, and I just reached under and went right into his knee with the pencil. Ouch. Holy shit. I told him to this day he still owes me 50 bucks for giving him his first tattoo. <laughs> the little black dot in his knee. Damn. The going rate. Fair enough. Anyways, Bahoots. I don't know how we got to Belle Delphine. <laughs> I don't fucking know. We got talking about oh milk. That's what it was. It was if you ah, yes. wanted to drink milk, and then you bought bath water of hers. And I did not yada, buy yada. bath water of hers. I would not spend money on that. How much was that shit selling for? I don't know. I'm just gonna fucking make AI pictures of girls and sell bath water. Have you been seeing that? Lately on Instagram? What? Oh, you haven't? There AI? are Instagram accounts that are that are just pure AI. And oh, yeah. They're getting extremely popular, and yeah. they're starting to make OnlyFans accounts for that. I didn't know about the OnlyFans. I know that there was Instagram accounts. There was, there was people, like, actually making money off of it. There's a, a, a Reddit thread I go to, and, like, they banned any kind of AI art. Good. I'm not against AI I'm art. I'm not against it either. I'm against the... I kind of don't like the idea of using AI art to make money because it's like you're using a program that you didn't pay for to make money. And... Yeah. You're just putting in prompts. But... I've used it quite a bit. The argument can works. be made that it's like... 
but the cool thing too is you got people that are like you know they write their first book they don't have much money and you can use the AI to make your book cover. Yes, I would agree with that. However, there was some problems with some uh, I will... programs because they were finding out that a lot of these programs were scalping actual art. Oh, I noticed that because there's like little signatures in the corners. Yep. And it's like, why is there a signature like, that's hey, kind of blurry? You probably shouldn't scalp people's. And like, I understand the idea is like the AI has to use some kind of baseline in order to come up with art. Because when I first started playing with it, I saw that there was like a signature. I'm like, that's kind of fishy why would yeah. ai put a signature um i do agree with like some of the shit though like i don't like the people that are making ai art and calling themselves artists yes it's like you're not you're typing in words you you are promptists yeah i'll give you that you are doing work don't get me I wrong mean, fuck i've actually sold my own art and photography and i don't even call myself a fucking artist mm-hmm. it's just i don't know it's a discussion we can have later when it gets when it gets crazier. Wow, why the fuck did I do that? I heard that. I had a cut in my finger and I just smacked it with a pen. I don't know. Fucking dumbass. Anyways, yeah, so Bahoots uh, love consuming milk. And they bathing in it. And, 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 and they I consume quote, their bathed in milk. Immerse themselves in it. Consuming Bahut contaminated milk is considered a typical route for Bahut possession of humans. Again, if you see a bathtub which full also, of milk, never fucking drink it. Yeah, yeah, which also has been a frequent plot element in Bahut stories. This isn't like that little thing you give milk and bananas in a jar. This is like a big thing. Remember that story? I really want banana flavored milk now. That's not that hard to make. I know. I just need to go and buy bananas and milk. I can't have bananas. I can't. Can you not really have bananas? They're one of the most sugary fruits. I can't have sugar. Ah, yes. That, that's true. Diabetes. So, a particular kind of behoot that of a woman that died during pregnancy or child uh, childbirth is known as a... I'm not going to pronounce it right, so I'm going to just try my best. A churrail. Churu... Churrail? Churrail. C-H-U-R-A-I-L. Chirail. Do you think there's any, like, really pervy behoots that only want a specific type of milk? Absolutely. I'm not going to say what kind, but yes. Chirails look like human women. (laughs) Everyone's got a kink for that. Don't, don't. No. (laughs) Uh, I can confirm that it is not a pleasant thing. I'm going to keep going. I don't want to know. Uh, Chirales look like human women, but with their feet turned backwards, obviously, and other features are turned upside down. They can change their forms at any time. Chirales often try to lure young men to th- at road crossings and fields uh, or similar places. If a man is enamored by a Chirale, it is believed that she will cause his death. There are, however, stories of people living with Chirales. And as even- long as you're not attracted to them, you're good. And even marrying them. As long as you're not enameled by them. Yes. You're good. Um, your fingernails, you're golden. Don't drink their bath water, you're golden. In many regions, uh, Bahuts are supposed to fear water, steel, or iron objects. Uh, that actually gets close to what I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. So keep those, to, uh, keep those to scare them off. The scent of burning turmeric... Is also said to ward them off. I can just burn my tumors and they go away? Yes. Sweet. 
in uh, whenever you invoke any kind of holy figure's name, it is supposed to also scare it off. Sprinkling earth on yourself is said to shield against behoots because um, I'm not laughing at what you said. I just pictured something. Okay, uh, because so in a lot of indie cultures, it is considered like the land supposed to be considered sacred. The ground is considered sacred. Yeah. So whenever you spread dirt on you from yeah, the ground, that's why they yeah. they do the sand baths. Yes, I was gonna. I pictured this in my head when you said that. Invoking a holy name. Mm-hmm. One day you're gonna see me running down the road and this person chasing me with like their feet backwards, and I'm like, "Flying spaghetti monster! Flying spaghetti monster!" Flying. <laughs> He's just gonna keep chasing me. Ah, uh, <laughs> I wonder if you could invoke the flying spaghetti monster's name. And in... well, it depends on if they go by how a religion can become a religion by law or mm-hmm. not. Or yeah. It's it's a real religion by law. Leave me alone. <laughs> so is the Jedi Order. So is that uh that unicorn, the invisible unicorn. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god, you got to read that one. Oh, I will at some point. Um. Uh, anyways, so a lot of Hindu mythology this states that the soul cannot be destroyed by any means. As such, the behoot is just dis uh deceit uh. So the Bahu is just basically a lost or angry soul. And the Hindu exorcism, uh, basically, but basically just is a late ceremony to kind of re- uh, respect the dead person. Um, call, so they usually do a ritual called Atama Shanti, which is just a modified Sharad, uh, which is a death anniversary, which basically gives them another kind of funeral so you can appease the Bahut so that it will leave you the fuck alone. But you cannot destroy the Bahut. You can merely just go, hey, you're dead. Here's a ritual. Um, go go to back to sleep. Yeah. That's it. So I was going to look up Bahut stories to kind of like after tell you uh, the characteristics of Bahut to give you like a story of like what's very common for Bahut stories. I couldn't find any Bahut stories. While I was looking for Bahut stories, I ran across something called the Bahut Vahana Yantra. Maybe that's wrong. It's probably not right. But anyways, do you, Chris, are you listening to me? You, this is going to be fucking wild. Yeah, I'm listening. So I I didn't find any Bahut stories, but I found the Bahut Vahanara Yantra. Yes. <clears throat> the Bahut Kama Sutra. So all involves poses and milk. Stick with me here. When Buddha died, it fell to the king Ajush Ad Ajatashuturu of Mega Yes. Mega Da to protect his sacred relics. And so the king concealed their relics in a secret underground chamber in the capital. And the warriors who stood guard. Can you can you give me an any idea of who the warriors of the holy Buddha relics were with the name Bahut Vahana Yantra? 
How the fuck would I give you any? I... They're robots. What? <laughs> yeah, the king... Now made... we're getting into, like, Scientology it's shit. It's really weird, because it threw me for a fucking loop. I'm like, this is... Am I reading this right? The robots protect Buddha's relics? Uh, and the warriors who stood guard were automatons, but not just any automatons, though. Bahut Vahana Vahana Yantra literally means spirit-moving machines, so that these robots had spirits in them that were responsible for their movements. Lisa say the robots were made made excellent guards because... It's almost like the, uh, the golem thing where you had to turn them on and off. It's funny you say that, because a lot of people believe that that stems from... Uh, it has very similar uh, like uh, ideas that the Jewish people had with golems. So, how about the terracotta soldiers? That was, I think, meant to be more. That was more just spiritual. Yeah, symbolic. Symbolic more than anything else. Uh, but I was like, what the fuck? I was trying to find just ghost stories, and the only thing I found with the name related to it was fucking machine. Warriors who guard over. This is what happens when AI takes over. You get Bahu Vagina soldiers. Hindu and Buddhist texts describe the automaton warriors circling like the wind, slashing enemies with swords. Sounds like a video game. <laughs> like a war chariot with spinning blades, and some versions of the robots are powered by the by a water wheel, or created by uh, Vishwaka. Rama, which is the Hindu craftsman deity and the divine architect of the god. What happens when the water evaporates? It's gone. They're done. <laughs> and it's pretty hot over there, isn't it? It's fairly hot. And you want to hear something even crazier? In Hindu, in the, in their like text about them, they stole the technology from the Romans. Ah. All those robotic chariots they had. Yeah, I was like, this is weird. And now I really want to read the the Hindu text you know, um, about Buddha. Up where I lived in New York, I didn't even know this existed for whatever, older. Mm-hmm. But there was a Buddhist temple. Yeah. And when you went up there, everybody was welcome. You can go sit in on the prayers. You just had to be quiet. Yep. Um, There's a huge dome in the middle of the forest. And supposedly at all the temples is a bit of Buddha's ashes in all of them. But there's all these trails that, like, uh, what's it called? Meditation type trails? Yeah. You'd walk these trails, and when you come out, you would stack a rock on the, the cairn that was at the end. There was huge fucking stacks of rocks. And then, like, once it got too high and it was too small of a stone on top, they would start another little stack. It's pretty cool. Anybody could go and check it out. It was uh, the Peace Pagoda. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, but that's all I had is I I wanted to get a story about this Bahut. I couldn't find any. Um, so you found like robot soldiers and you just made shit up. I so I found robot soldiers and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And I was looking for Bahuts, and now I found robots that guard Buddha's holy relic. And if you look them up, they look really cool. They have just giant wheels on the bottom, like you see in like uh, Skyrim. No, they're not Dwemer type machinery. They have like multiple arms. There's some that are like look like they spin really fast, like tops. Yeah, huh. kind of. Not like exactly tops, but if you look at the photos, oh man, I'm gonna go to the temple with my Beyblades and I'm gonna fuck shit up. Yeah, it's really weird. 
like this one. This this one looked pretty interesting. This where the monitor would come in handy. It would. That's kind of cool looking. Right? It's on its waist. Is it a lion? No. It's just a design. Oh, because from the side, it looks almost like a, the nose and like eyes lion. of a lion. Yeah. From the angle I was looking at it. I found even more weird things, but I don't have time to get into them, and it's not really important. I Like, I was looking up folklore stories, trying well, to find... Someone shouldn't have come late. Shut up, bitch. Get him. I, Fuck, I looked. I at... forgot what I named <laughs> Chupacabra. I don't remember. Uh, but I was looking up uh, folklore stories, and I, I was looking through all the names of them, and all I saw was The Lost Camel. I'm like, this is going to be fucking funny. I can almost <laughs> tell. It wasn't that funny. It was very interesting, though. He's now El Jefe. Okay. The that's boss? A, that's also the name of uh, my roach in uh, Demonologist. El Jefe. In that game, the EMF meter mm-hmm. has a little roach on it, and when you walk, it walks. That's interesting. Yeah, the equipment in that game is funky cool looking. Yeah, it's weird. It's like unique. Hmm. Well, that's all I have on Bahoots. They're funky little ghosts that can kill you. Yeah. I saw on one of the. Don't touch their bath. When I was looking up some of the information on Bahoots, one of the articles I saw, someone made a comment <laughs> Bahoot go. Boink. <laughs> I was like, what? This makes no sense. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Let's okay, see if I so can find the comment. I had one thing I wrote down and something else I was going to tell you. Mm-hmm. So I got into this discussion with my friends before. So if you ever watch any movie with ghosts and stuff, like like what you said, Iron. Yeah. Maybe like I wrote it down before that and then you said that. I'm like, see? But uh, you know the salt lines? Yes. I always wondered if you built a house, mm-hmm. now, if you mix up salt water and pour it on something, it'll dehydrate and leave the water or the salt. Yes. So say you build a house and at every door and window under the wood, you put a car, like a, you cut a line and fill it with salt and then put the threshold over it. The salt line can't be broken. Will it still prevent something from entering or does it have to be exposed salt they need to see? If it's spiritual, hmm. they shouldn't need to see it. I don't know. You should be able to technically lift up the threshold, carve a groove, fill it with salt, and then, or if you want, mix it up with salt water, pour it in, it'll solidify as one solid line of salt. And it's under your threshold, so the wind can never blow it away. Nobody can scuff it with their foot. I don't know. You've got salt lines. I don't know. All I know is in... Build your house in a salt flat. It's supernatural. Dean and Sam should have had hula hoops filled with salt that they just walk around I with. I saw that. Somewhere. Um, I was, I don't know if it was you I was talking to about this one. I was saying, you know, they need to get rid of these demons, just dump them in the salt flats. Yeah. They're just going to writhe on the ground. They're never going to be able to get the fuck out. Good luck, bitch. Enjoy exactly. yourself. Do you think it matters what kind of salt? Like if it's Himalayan they only pink do salt. Himalayan pink salt. I was about to say Himalayan pink salt, damn it. It's charcoal activated salt. <laughs> So here's the other thing I was going to tell you about. Okay. The so, the invisible unicorn. Okay. It's the invisible pink unicorn. Oh. So How do they know? Here's their That's how they prove it's a real religion. Oh my god. Invisible pink unicorns are beings of great spiritual power. Uh-huh. We know this because they are capable of being invisible and pink at the same time. Like all religions, 
The faith of the invisible pink unicorn is based upon both logic and faith. We have faith that they are pink. We logically know that they are invisible because we can't see them. Oh my fucking god. Like, oh my god, you just solidify religion with an invisible pink unicorn. I, well, you didn't solidify religion, but well, sure. the two belief structures you need. Yeah, that's Belief true. and faith. And there you go, and the logic behind it. Is belief not faith? And I believe it might have... St- I think I saw, saw something in there that said like it started as like uh, a theistic thing where they would just replace the name God with the invisible pink unicorn. Hmm. Interesting. But then someone made that or said that quote, and I'm like, holy shit, there you go. That's really God funny. Damn it. it happens once it's every time. Once a week. Just once about. a week he tries to play footsie with me. And I succeed. Touchy, touchy, touchy. That only happens every now and then when we interlock our toes. Disgusting. You just like my hobbit feet. You didn't notice today they're backwards. <laughs> Good, you're finally fucking dead. Now I can exercise you from this building. <laughs> Be gone, Bahoot. Oh shit. I'll get some cumin and we'll just burn up the essence. I you know what? I uh it wasn't cumin, it was was it cumin? Or was it turmeric? It was turmeric. Yeah, I take that daily as a vitamin. So Yeah, that's why I'm using cumin instead. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make you like a taco. <laughs> like a taco. <laughs> I'm going to get some adobo. We'll throw that everywhere. I'll I'm fucking... S- I'll well, bless Cumin is the-, the main seasoning in tacos. Yeah. Mm. You put that on hamburger meat, you have tacos, dude. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. True. True. I don't know, dog. I might take the... I might bless the Mexican out of you. I love Mexican food. Adobo has just just put it on everything. Fucking get the hell out of here, you damn! I remember some spirit. Some comedian was talking about that, and he was. I, I have mentioned this before too. It's like it's all the same food, just prepared just, differently. Yes, yeah. tortillas, meat, maybe tomatoes, sour cream. Mm-hmm. And it's either you know wrapped in a taco, wrapped in a burrito, broken up, put it in a hard shell, soft shell, soft. Soft shell, if I can say that word. Fold it, roll it, two different meals, same stuff. Yeah. Listen, when you only have a set amount of ingredients, you can only prepare it in so many different ways. Uh, that's why you need the Mexican sorting hat. Do not bring up the Mexican sorting hat. It's <laughs> a kid at work. He wears one of those. It's a sun hat. Yeah, course. but it's like straw. It's like a sombrero. Yeah, but it's like straw. Yeah. And it's falling apart, and I looked over at it the other day, and it was split in two spots, three spots. So it looked just like two eyes and a mouth. And I sent everybody I knew the picture. I'm like, hey, look, the Mexican sorting hat. You sent it to me three times. No, that's because my phone fucking I know. signal was getting all funky. When I know. you said, uh, when you replied to me for one of the videos today, I got it twice. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, it sent it to me fucking three times. I'm like, uh. service sucks. I know. There. Which is funny because I got your, I got your response to your own question before I got the question. I answered my own question. Yes. When did I do this? I mean, aside from in my head every day, all day long. Yes. Let's see if I can find it real quick. El Jefe. What was the question? It was. Ah, El Jefe abides. No context whatsoever. Which house will you be in? 
refried bean, black bean. I don't even say it. No, 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 no. It's sounding racist as hell. (laughs) What are you talking about? It is. I know, but it wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be humorous. It's better than the second one. Andre was sitting right next to me when I was talking about it. Oh, and that makes it okay, Chris? No, but he was laughing, too. (laughs) I'm like, hey, Andre, it's the Mexican sorting hat. Okay, I don't remember answering it. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, uh, you know, do you know what the reason I gave you that answer? You changed, you were you like... you know why I gave you that? You said the one you thought, and I said, I think you'd be this. Yes. Do you know why? No. Because you like to travel. So it makes more sense for you. I thought you were making a, uh, a statement on if I'm gay or not. No. I was actually saying because you like to travel. That makes sense. You'd be traveling a lot. Okay. Uh, I said roofing because that's what... Um, you know, like... That's when like I went to Panama, my family over there was like <laughs> fixing a roof. It's like a shitty job. Roofing? I would never do it. You have like a 10-year career span. Yeah. Usually you blow your back out. Roofing is a rough job, and I respect anyone who does it. Yeah. I won't do but it. You had, like, it's like one of those jobs where you got to get in and get out with as much money as you can before you're fucking crippled. Because mm-hmm. you're always hunched over carrying heavy shit. Yep. I saw, it was interesting because I saw the church you passed coming here. Mm-hmm. They were re-shingling the spires, the square. Were they? Yeah, and the guy was like hugging it like a fucking koala. <laughs> and they all had ropes. I'm like, yeah, you need ropes because it's like. The church door up there is busted. It's like an 80. Don't tell me that. Now I'm going to want to go in. It's busted. The glass? No, the door. Which church? The one right around the corner from me? Yeah. Oh, I'm not talking about that one. Oh. I'm talking about the one um, when you're coming from our one red light before you get to Dollar General. Mm-hmm. There's that church up that way. It's got two big spikes, like peaks. I... It was for sale not too long ago. Oh, 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 at that curve. Yes. Gotcha. I saw them re-roofing the, gotcha. shingling those, the spires. And the guy was like fucking hugging it like a koala. Because they're like at like an 85 degree angle. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably like 80, maybe 70. But it was fucking, they're steep. Yeah. That's weird that the Methodist one over there, I think it's Methodist, maybe Baptist. It looks like it was busted outward. Like it's not completely gone, but it looks like the bu- Jesus so- is back? Yes. Jesus has come back specifically here in Florida. He fucking kicked the door down. He's got an AK. It's not down. It's like the. So, like, your door, like this one, it's not, like, a full, it's a, not plywood, but it's, like, hollow on the inside, and so it's really easy to break. That's what they have for their main door? I'm pretty sure, because it looks like somebody kicked the bottom of it, and fucking, it's all split, splintered, and fucking in pieces, the bottom part of it is. It's still closed, you still can't get in. But if you fucking give it a good whack, you could easily uh, take it down. I probably shouldn't talk about that. But <laughs> I probably some... shouldn't talk about it. But I'm not talking about it anyways. Similar. Nope. Don't admit it to this on this podcast. Uh, I think it's past the time where I can get in trouble for it. I don't know, and it's a different state. <laughs> Fair enough. There was a church when we were younger, and if you uh. It's kind of shoulder bump the door. It uh-huh. opened right up for you. <laughs> so you would break into the church, and what would you do, Chris? Uh, that part I won't get into. Hang out with Jesus? Chill out with the yeah. old JC? The old JC. 
I was trying to remember that fucking that lyric from that song. What she lyric? Just kicked down the door and he said it was a good day. I didn't have to use my AK. Yeah, <laughs> it's always a good day when you don't have to use your AK. It's an Ice Cube song. It is an Ice Cube song. That I had to, I didn't remember exactly how the words went, so I had to look it up later. Anyway, we should probably get going. Yes. Is there anything you'd like to add before we go, Chris? Mm, no. Okay. That's anyways. <laughs> you have a great day, Chris. I uh, hope to see you next Mike. week. You there's tomorrow, bitch. No. There's other days than today. No. I hope you have great days, plural. What are you gonna do about that? Don't curse me, you son of a bitch. I fucking hate you. I hate you too. That's anyway. like our usual goodbye. Now. Hey, if you'd like to get in contact with us, our email is arcanumobscura, cast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is arcanumobscura. And our Instagram is arcanumobscura. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody.